You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. The New York Rangers, who can actually retie for first place, take the ice against the Detroit Red Wings at noon, pregame, 1230. Uh, drop of the puck in Madison Square Garden. Uh, I, it's so weird because they lost to the, the Hurricanes this week, and you thought, all right, well, they're clearly going to wind up second in this division. And then Carolina responds with that win over the Rangers and loses at home to who they some team that they, maybe it was Detroit, actually. Uh, they get blanked the other night at home by Detroit. Rangers win in Philly. Rangers win today. And they actually tie Carolina, who plays Colorado next. So I, I don't know if they win this division. I Honestly, I don't even know if you want to win this division. But this is, I mean, talk about the Rangers exciting. This is max levels of excitement right now. They are, at least to me, they are must-watch every single day. Um, I want to get into the Yankees and the Mets. Great, great scene. Great moment. Great event. I mean, it wasn't even a baseball game. It was an event at City Field yesterday. We're certainly going to get into that. Uh, before we get into, obviously, some very sad news uh, in the world of sports, a happy Passover to everyone, a happy Easter to everyone, um, Ramadan, if that's what you celebrate, whatever it is, happy, 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 right? So last night we were at a Seder. I uh, it went so late. I was so annoyed with my wife. I was so annoyed with my wife because – it, w- it was called for, we had to be there by 7.30. And we didn't realize that that half the Seder was coming from Temple, and they didn't show up till 8.45. So the Seder starts at like 8, 8.50. By the time we finish the first half of the Seder, it's like 10.15, and then we eat. We got out of there after 11 o'clock. Like that kind of party? No, I didn't like that kind of party. And I, and I got scolded. Like, I yelled at. And I don't even think I was wrong. And my son defended me after the fact. We're there even before many of the guys show up from Temple. We're milling around, hobnobbing, if you will. And, you know, having some carrots and some mini hot dogs and that kind of thing. Get it, getting ready for the, uh, for the Seder. And I walk over to a corner of the room. And I take out my phone and I glance at it for the score. And someone, not even like the host, comes over. He's like, put that phone away. I'm like, what? Well, we haven't even, what? why? We haven't even started yet. He goes, that is terrible. I said, listen, I, for work purposes, I need to know what's going on in the Yankees game tonight. It's a holiday. I said, it's not like we're sitting here in the middle of Dayenu, for God's sakes. We haven't even started. And then after the fact, we, we leave the house, and Ben's like, boy, I can't believe he did that. And he'll come down on me for anything. Like, you know, he's 15, so he, he doesn't want to take my side. He's like, Dad, you were that was ridiculous. You were in the right. So I felt a little bit vindicated by that. But, yeah, I got scolded. How about that? All right. Um, so I, I want to start with this. Uh, boy, it feels like there's so much of this lately. And another one of these amazing legends now passes, and that's Mike Bossy. Uh, I, I don't know if you, how well you know Mike Bossy. Um, if you know, you know. You know, it's that, it's that kind of thing. Like, if you know Mike Bossy, you know he was, I mean, to say a great player would be an understatement. There have been two men, two guys in the history, in the history of the National Hockey League to get 500 goals faster than Mike Bossy. Those guys, Mario Lemieux and Wayne Gretzky. And you run through some of the personal accomplishments. First of all, a clear Hall of Famer. 
only played 10 seasons and had 570, I think 573 goals it was. Oh, that's that's insane, right? 573 goals. So he's got the most goals in Islanders franchise history. Third all-time in assists. I think he's got like 553. Uh, second all-time in points in franchise history. He has 1,100-something points in 750 games. Right, not Think about this now. Nine consecutive seasons of 50-plus goals. Who else has that? No one. No one has equaled that and scored 60 or more in five of those seasons. Only played 10 years. Guy averaged 57 goals a season. 22nd all-time NHL history in goals scored. And like I mentioned, only two guys, only two did it quicker than he did. Rookie of the year, the Calder Memorial Trophy. Uh, NHL leading scorer. That was before it was called the Rocket Richard Trophy. Uh, had that twice. Playoff MVP, Con Smythe, 81-82, I believe. Lady Bing, uh, sportsmanship and gentlemanly conduct, three separate occasions. So one of the, and, and like either you're you're listening to me now and you're like, yeah, Mike Bossy, yeah, I've heard that name. Or you're listening to me now and you're like, oh God, Mike Bossy. I grew up with Mike Bossy. And that's that's where I am. See, I despise those Islanders teams, despise them, but had tremendous respect for them and the greatness that they brought to the table. And, and I mean, I could sit here and, and tell, I mean, Bossy and Potvin and Gillies, and, and he passed earlier this year as well, and, and John Tanelli and, I mean, it just, you know, Potvin, uh, you know, Billy Smith, it just it goes on and on and on. I mean, you, you remember all those guys and how good they were. Anders Janssen, I mean, just goes on and on and on. And boy, this one this one hurts. And I, I they, I'm not even an Islanders fan. I I grew up detesting that team, and it hurts me. I think if you're an Islanders fan, this is that's a really rough one. Uh, yesterday, and we knew it was coming, right? I guess he was uh, in um, palliative care, which I guess is the equivalent of hospice at home. And Mike Bossy yesterday passes away, and and young too, at the age of 65 from from lung cancer. So thoughts and prayers and certainly condolences go out to, to everybody associated with the Bossy family who knew him, uh, who rooted for him. Uh, just really terrible news. Uh, speaking of terrible news, by the way, at 800-919-3776. Speaking of, of terrible news, what, what it does, the, are you kidding me? I mean, we, we've talked about this ad nauseum. We've talked about this ad nauseum, and that is, the Yankees, and how disgusting last year's performances against Baltimore was. And you show up last night, and you do the exact same thing. The exact same thing that you did last year. You do it again. You blow a game to a team that, let, let's be fair, stinks. They, they absolutely stink. And you have the gall to lose that game. And I heard a lot of people last night. Uh, well, I guess I, I, yeah, kind. I guess I heard them right on Twitter. You, you hear people. You watch the post game. You, you have the gall to blame the pitching. You have the gall to blame the umpire. You have the gall to sit here and tell us that. Well, that's strike three. First of all, that wasn't close to strike three. It wasn't close to strike three from Chapman. And you, you have the gall to blame anybody but your your offense. You scored one run, one, against the Baltimore Orioles? 
You know who pitched for Baltimore? They start. They started with with Jordan Lyles. Jordan Lyles. You get one run in five and a third. You had seven hits for the game. They bring it. Let's see if I know. I'm. 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 All right. We'll hear from Boone in a second. All right. I want to run through the pitching that they brought into the game. Dylan Tate comes in, an inning and two thirds. Not a blemish on the record, two strikeouts. Then they bring in Jorge Lopez. One inning, two strikeouts, no walks, no hits, nothing. Then they bring in Brian Baker, an inning and two-thirds, three strikeouts. Then they bring in uh, CNL Perez, who goes a third of an inning, and in that one batter, three-pitch, strikeout. And then they bring in someone by the name of Joey Crable, who goes an inning, allows a hit, and that's it. You scored one run off Jordan Lyles and couldn't do anything off, I mean, anything off of Tate, Lopez, Baker, Perez, and Crable. If, in fact, I'm saying that name correctly. You got to be kidding me. You played 11 innings. You scored one run. And in two of the innings, you started with a guy on second base and nobody out. And couldn't score him either time. And the reason the Yankees did not even come close to winning this division last year is because he can't beat Baltimore. And you start this year with the same thing. I don't want to hear one person Complain, if you don't win these next two games against Baltimore, shame on you. Shame on you. All right, here here is Aaron Boone on him being heated at the end of that game last night. No, more just more didn't want Jose to get in trouble there and um, thought the last pitch was probably up. You know, thought there was a pitch maybe with Clark earlier in the inning that we had him and another close one. But no, it was more just, you know, just making sure Jose didn't get in any trouble out there. That's fine. You don't want your catcher to get thrown out, so you come out and you, you defend him, right? It's like your kid. Even if you think your kid is wrong, you defend him, and then you're behind closed doors. You're like, you, you were not right with that. That was not appropriate. Fine. I don't care about that. But you, you've, you've got to be kidding me. To go out there and score one run off that team, That that's an embarrassment is what that is. An, an absolute embarrassment. I mean, this team. This team is lousy. Baltimore is that. That's a that's a hundred loss team. And you look at the lineup. No Aaron Judge last night. And you know what? That didn't bother me all that much because I figured you should be. I mean, for God's sakes, you should be able to put five runs on the board in your in your sleep. In your sleep against Baltimore, I'd have to look at what they've done over the first week of the season. But I would almost bet you like like a foot. That, they, that Baltimore hasn't gone a game where they've allowed only one run. This is, this is the Baltimore Orioles. And you have the audacity to go out there and do that. And I honestly, and this is honest, and we'll talk to these guys in a minute, Jake and Ty on the other side. I haven't even talked to them about the Yankees game last night. They have to be beside themselves this morning about what was just a putrid 
disgraceful, disgusting offensive performance. I mean, you, you run through it again. You got one hit, one hit off of Baltimore's bullpen in, let's see, two, three, four and two, five and two thirds innings. You got one hit, an embarrassment. 1 800 919 3776. We start with the Yankees. If you want to give your, your thoughts a memory on Mike Bossy, we welcome that as well. Nets in action tomorrow. NBA playoffs start today at 1 o'clock. It's what, I think the Mavs and the Jazz at 1. No Luka Doncic in that series. And then we just roll four games today, four games tomorrow. Just phenomenal. Mets with a, a good win. And how, how about that? Mets play a lousy team. Very workmanlike. No issues. Take care of business. First place. Best record in the National League. Yankees. Eight, and I know it's eight games in. You're four and four is what you are. And the one thing that we said last year, you can't lose to Baltimore. You picked right up where you left off. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We have the, uh, and this could be dicey. We have the mother-in-laws tonight or the, or the mothers tonight. Both mothers showing up at the home. So I think we'll be okay. But that always could potentially, in theory, spell trouble. I'll let you know how that goes on Monday morning. 1-800-919-3776. A lot of Yankees calls, certainly. Want to get into the Mets as well. We'll do that in a moment. The passing of Mike Bossy, obviously, just so so sad. Uh, And and young. I mean, you hear hear 65 now. And and I think to myself, boy, that's, that's young. 65 is young. Like, anything less than 75, I almost feel you, you think to yourself, boy, that, that wasn't really a, a, a full life. 75 plus to me, at least. But you hear 85 all the time, 87, 90, all, all the time. 65, young. 1-800-919-3776. We'll get to the Mets in a moment. I want to bring in the guys and say say good morning and happy holidays and all that good stuff to uh, two of my favorites. Firstly, we say good morning to one Ty D. Butler. Good morning, Ty. How are you? David, good morning. It is uh, a pleasure to speak with you today. I'm excited about... Uh, it's my favorite time of the year. My favorite time of the year. The NBA when, when playoffs. When allergies are, are, are peak uh, <laughs> every, yeah, every day. It's, huh? it's been a struggle so so far this morning with the allergies, but uh, it's my favorite time of the year with the NBA playoffs. I'm going to use that as a distraction uh, for what's transpired over the, the course of the first eight games with uh, my New York Yankees. Well, not not all bad. And not if they would have won last night, I think you'd come on today and be like, listen, we're 5-3, and three, we're taking care of business. To lose that game last night is just, it's repulsive. It's 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 repulsive. I don't want to overreact. But no, all, I, th- I think you have to. All I kept hearing, you know, for three weeks of spring training was how this team was significantly improved from last year. And through eight games, they're 8-8. Eight and eight. Uh, four the and J- four. I'm I'm sorry. Through eight yeah. games, they're four and four. Right. Uh, the Jays. I mean, I know you split the series, but they they look like the best team in the division. Uh, the Red Sox. You won two of three, but you were trailing in every game. So look, there are little things to complain about. You don't want to go crazy. It's still early in the season, but with Garrett Cole, he <laughs> doesn't look like the ace that you're paying him to be. And that's not just through two starts. That's going over his last eight starts. So I don't know how intently you listen to 
DiPietro and Rothenberg. I did. Five, five to eight every every weekday morning. And I, I especially did the day after the, the cold start. So that was Thursday morning. I, I listened so we, to you we, guys. We had Buster only on yesterday. And he said three things which I took tremendous notice of. One, Aaron Judge is gone. Oh, no. Don't, he said, don't even, don't even hold that hope. Like, Aaron Judge, gone. Two, I asked him specifically if the Yankees right now could, could void the Garrett Cole deal and it never happened, would they do it? And he said, it's not even a question. They would love to get out from under from that deal because oh, no. they figured first three years would be, would be great. Next three years would be good. Final three years would probably not be great. You're in year three, and it, and it hasn't led to anything so far. And he hasn't been great, great. He's good, but he hasn't been great, great. And then I asked him about DeGrom, and he said when he looks at the Mets and analyzes the Mets, he doesn't even put DeGrom in the mix. He doesn't even think about him on the team at this point. So th those are the three things. Judge, goodbye. Cole, they wish they could get out. DeGrom, don't even think about him coming back. All right, let me just respond real quick to those three things. The Judge yeah. thing... Uh, that's that's devastating to hear. You know, Buster is as good as anyone when it comes to, you know, knowing the inside scoop. Yankee fans were booing Judge at the at the beginning of the week. He had struck out in the eighth well, inning. Well, no, they and they were booing him for two reasons. One, I think the strikeout more so. I think that Brian Cashman tried to get the court of public opinion on his side. Yes, and it was how how could you turn down two hundred thirty million dollars? When, when you say you want to be here. So it was, a, it was well well orchestrated by Brian Cashman. It's not the right move at all. And if you're a Yankee fan calling this guy selfish, I mean, get a load of yourself. On on, uh, on Garrett Cole, Dave, I, so I looked this up. In his last eight starts, he's got a 5-2-3 ERA. So, you know, there are a lot of Yankee fans who are like, don't overreact. It's it, You know, it's too soon. But I'm looking at a trend start to develop that includes a wild card game at Fenway Park, which, oh, by the way, that's why you paid him, and he wet the bed, couldn't oh, get out of his own way. He spit the bit there. He come, and, and I couldn't disagree with Kay Moore from the other day. When Kay came on and was just defending Garrett Cole after his second start uh, against Toronto, saying, listen, the guy pitched really well. No, five and two-thirds of three runs. Not really well. When you are supposed to be... The, I mean, the, the Cy Young candidate in the American League, I'm sorry, that's not really well. And you know what I also love when I hear from Yankee fans, too? Well, you know, outside of Vlad Guerrero Jr., he was right. great. As if you analyze a pitcher on how he performs, you know, without including the best player on the opposing team. I love team. it, yeah. That's the standard we use to analyze pitchers. I, I love, well, he, it's fantastic. And, and how about, well, he just, he just hit a great pitch. Well, you're supposed to be great. Yeah. He's not supposed to hit the great pitch. Right, the next the next night the guy was a disaster. Where he struck out four times. And do I gotta, do I really gotta hear him after the game tipping his, his hat to the opposing player? After I mean, after the game? Jesus. How about during the game? Jesus. During the game he's tipping his hat. No, we, we we I mean Rick was apoplectic about that. And I wasn't to start, but the more I thought about it, the more the more incensed I kind of got. So whether we want to admit it or not, we, we might have a Garrett Cole problem on, on our hands. We might be staring at that. And it's you, not you just— You will. Whether whether you officially do now or not, because I think he's fine point. now. You that, that It's going to be—you're going to get to year six, seven, eight of that deal. and be like, oh, my God. But see, that's the problem. You say he's fine now. I, I just gave you the numbers over his last eight starts. And even if he's, quote-unquote, fine, you're not paying him to be fine. No, you're not. Because if you if Well, you that, are, that's why Buster yesterday said— if they 
they could get out of that deal, they would do it in a, in a heartbeat. If you are a team with aspirations of of contending for a championship, how do you get there without Derek Cole being elite? You you don't. You don't. And, get and there. you know what? If I said to you right now, what one big start? Of course, you're gonna. It's gonna be Derek Cole. Like if the playoffs were tomorrow, of course you're going to start Derek Cole. But I, I then let's bring in Jake. Jake is and, no, he's and no disrespect this morning. He's distraught. No, this is not meant to be disrespectful. But I will say this. I think Jake might be the biggest Yankees fan I know. I mean, he, you, you love, you adore the Yankees, don't you? I do. I also don't know how you not measure you, fandom. Jake. I want to bring in Jake. How do you measure fandom? <laughs> Good morning, Dave. How do you measure that? I, I don't know. It's my own, my own kind of creative scale. You, you see, I wasn't trying to be disrespectful to you, but you I took feel it that disrespect. way, right? I feel disrespected. I'll, t- I'll tell you how. What's the it, algorithm you're it, using? I, 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 it's an algorithm, not an algorithm. And I will, I will tell you. If I were to discuss any team with you, like you're, you're well versed. You love the Lakers. You love the Jets. Like you, uh, you love the Yankees. Also, I think you're a Yankees fan. I, there's no denying that. You would, would, you could mix it up, right? You're very well versed in talking about any of your teams. Jake, I don't even know who he really roots for in the NBA. I know he likes the Giants, but I think they've clearly <laughs> murdered him over the last, you know, how many years. Hockey, I don't even know if he cares for that sport. The guy is all, like, he adores the Yankees. Well, to be fair, Dave, you know, the Knicks and the Giants haven't given me much in my lifetime. But, yes, the Yankees are my favorite team, as you mentioned. And every time you text me something Yankees-related, I want you to know it makes my day. I'm like, Dave's thinking about me when something big with the Yankees happens. And your son was at the game that I was at. Yeah, but you weren't a good friend. How was that? How about this time? (laughs) Oh, I know exactly. I mean, this guy's sitting in these fancy seats, and they're they're feeding him shrimp like he's on a like he's you know on a five star vacation. I said Ben's at the game. You could grab Ben and bring him into your 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 fancy lifestyle. Well, when we were at the suite together, you know what he does? He ghosts me. (laughs) He ghosts me. I wrote back. I said, you know, I do have unlimited food tonight, but the last time we were in the suite together at Madison Square Garden for the Rangers game, you and your sons were throwing M&Ms at the back of my head the whole oh, game. Oh, it was, it was playful. So was, I said, if your son wants fun. to come, I'll, you know, there's unlimited M&Ms. I'll be glad to throw some his way. That's not exactly I think that's a, a nice a peace offer. offering. <laughs> but not very kind. We were both at the Vlad Guerrero Jr. game, which, you know, he did light up Garrett Cole, and there is a concern. There's definitely not a concern, because as Ty said, you know, People acting like he's terrible need to calm down because he did come in second in the Cy Young voting last year, but he's certainly not the guy that you paid three hundred plus million dollars to be this lockdown guy. And at the game on when Vlad Guerrero Jr. was lighting him up, at the third time he came up, people in the stands were like, "Intentionally walk him? Yeah. Why are you throwing it to him? You have Garrett Cole. He's not supposed to be the guy that intentionally walks Vlad Guerrero. Well, how about pitching supposed- around him? Yeah, how about, pitch- how about pitching around? But even I mean, that, I, I, even I that, have Dave. Joe Madden. I have Joe Madden last night. Is intentionally walking guys with the bases loaded. Well, that was absurd. And I'm and I'm going after uh, I'm going after Vlad Guerrero. No. But to Jake's point, man, like you, we sh- that, that that shouldn't even be a conversation. Garrett for Cole a guy. shouldn't be the guy that's pitching around anyone. He should be going right at well, everyone. You know what? Here's the thing. But you guys are burying the lead. You guys are so Garrett Cole focused, which is just it's not the story today. The story today is the disaster from last night. Well, it's I been mean, the story. Uh, it's been the story for no, you know, one plus no. years Listen, now. Listen, Garrett Cole, I'm telling you, he's going to be fine. He's going to have a, a, a 3 2 ERA. He's going to win 15 games. He's going to be fine. Uh, he's going to be fine. You guys are missing the story today. And the story today is 
You were mediocre at best against Baltimore last year. You, you, it's going to be different this year. And you have one hit in the final five and two-thirds innings and can't cobble one run against that bullpen. That is an absolute disgraceful embarrassment of a loss. Well, you and know what they that's say, what Dave. you're both missing. And you know, I, I, you know I couldn't say. agree with you more, Dave. You know what they say. You know, the Orioles, that's a team you don't want to see in the playoffs. Yeah, because you won't see them in the playoffs. They're, they're pesky. Pesky. That's a pesky they don't, team. They can't beat anybody <laughs> except pesky. for you. They're pe- the Yankees went, um, what was it, 11-8 and eight against, or 11-7, and seven, I believe it was, against. No, my, I think that's 19. Ele- I think it yeah, yeah, 11 and 8. 11 and 8 against the Orioles last year. And you, you're right. We're supposed to be different. Because that, that could be the difference between you winning the division or not. The Rays. Well, I think, I think it, it's a huge impact. The Rays went 18-1 and one against them last year. Won the division. If you're, if you're not going to be able to beat the Orioles, who are, they're not even trying to win games. You, you read the lineup. Guys you've never heard of before. Oh, it's it. What a what a grotesque loss. Not like the Mets, who have a team that's that's not even as bad as Baltimore come to town and just pummel them. Just pummel them. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. We're gonna have at Jake. What you what you didn't witness was there was like a, like a BP show just moments ago during the commercial break. Jake, why don't you tell people what happened? Well, I asked you if you wanted to play like a practice stump Rothenberg during the break because we had a couple of minutes. And who and who am I to say no? And you didn't say no, and you nailed it with before I even finished the question. So I'm happy it wasn't on air, so I didn't get embarrassed. But, you know, I wasn't in last week. I had an announcing job. But the week before, after you beat me eight straight times, I did beat you last week. So maybe today, unlike the Yankees, I will get a win. Uh, I would say that's unlikely. But I, certainly possible. What are you, 3-8 and eight this year? It's funny that you know my record against you. Yeah, I started off on a two-game winning streak. Then you beat me eight straight times, and then I won the last one. So hopefully today I'll go 4-8. and eight. But again, like you said, I'm not feeling too good. Uh, 1-800-919-3776. Want to get to these calls here. Want to get to Stump Rothberg, 1030, of course. And then 11 o'clock, I think we, uh, we get involved with the NBA. Uh, and by the way, we are 12 days away from the... Uh, from the NFL draft. I I mean, I'm, have we ever had a bigger NFL draft for the two New York teams? Jets go 4 and 10, Giants go 5 and 7. It, 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 it this is a great time. Isn't it? It's not really a great time though. No, it's a great you're, you're out of your mind. You no. got the Rangers on the verge of what could be a great run. You got you got the Mets and the Yankees both with tremendous expectations. You have both teams are just all in on the NFL draft. This is a great time no, to be a sports it, fan here. It, it's not a great time to be a Giant fan because typically if you've if you got two top ten picks, it means you're not very good. It's like every year as a Jet fan, we get all excited about cap space, cap space, cap space. Good teams don't typically have cap space every year, so it's not a but great here's time. The thing. This is the time of year when it is great to be a Jets and Giants fan. It's the season that's the bad time. The draft is the good time. Yeah, but the the when you do the overarching view, it's we've got two top pick, two top ten picks because we stink. Listen, here's the thing with the Jets: if Zach Wilson is good, you're gonna be you're gonna be phenomenal. That's the truth. If Zach and I don't mean this year phenomenal, but long term, you're gonna be phenomenal. You're maybe enti- no, not maybe. Yes, your entire I mean the entire organization sits here on the right arm. Of Zach Wilson. No, That's it. it's it's not if he's good, you're gonna you're gonna be phenomenal. No, Dave, you look at the AFC. He has to be great in order for you to be phenomenal. All right, fine. You want to say great? Fine. If yes. he's if he's very good to great, you're gonna be good for a very long time. Absolutely. And, and and if he's not, 
you're going to be back to square one before you know it. Which is why I'm nervous about well, it. Well, I don't blame you for being nervous. <laughs> I, mean, I don't blame you at all. Listen, from what I saw year one, I didn't see a lot of, of, of really good quarterback play. You saw play. flashes, just like we saw with Darnold, just like we saw with San. It's just like the same movies just being replayed over and over and over again, and you're hoping that this one's going to have a different ending. But it's amazing because you think, like, it doesn't matter what they do with the defense. It doesn't matter how good the offensive line gets or the running game or any of these things, right? Like, if your quarterback is not good, especially now, you look at the AFC. I, I don't know that I've ever seen, I didn't really want to get into football now, but I don't know that I've ever seen a more loaded conference in my time of watching football. I mean, this is wild. Well, have you ever, and you've been watching football for, what, 70 years now? Have you ever seen... So you're an obnoxious little, little <laughs> punk is what you are. Have you? No, I hope your kid wakes up and, and, and has soiled himself at 3 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Seriously, have you ever seen an offseason this, like, bizarre with all the player movement? Well, not only the player movement, like star players. Stars. Stars. I mean, best receiver on the move, right? No. Uh, no. I don't think I ever Greatest of all I, time retires. Unretires. He's back. And now there's stories that he wanted to go to Miami. And, you know, Russell He's going to go to Miami. You think I, so? I think, I think next year, week one, Tom Brady's the starting quarterback of Miami. You, you, that's a man like imagine being a Jet fan and it's like we finally got rid of this guy and here he comes. No, he'll again. be he'll be back. He'll he'll be back. Can you imagine him with uh, with Waddle and, and Tyreek Hill and and Mike Gesicki and a, a pretty good running game? It'd be terrifying. And you and you going up against that and then a guy who you would agree that at some point over his career is going to win at least one MVP. Oh, Josh absolutely. Allen. And, and I wasn't and a big Josh Allen conference. guy. I'll be honest. I was not a big Josh Allen guy, but he showed me something last year. Of course he did. I mean, listen, I think right now, I don't think it's a wild statement to say that Josh Allen is the best quarterback in football. I, re- I really don't. I, 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 is it is it crazy to say? Maybe not, but I'd, I'd still go Mahomes. And Rodgers. Wait, no, 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 no. That's not, I think, but it's worthy of a discussion. Of course. Like, I say Josh Allen, you're like, no, you idiot. Like, you you, I, you have to listen and respect my opinion. Yeah, which is why, I, to go back to the original point I made, it's not exciting for me as a Jet fan. It's, it's nerve-wracking. You, you got to get this right. And even if you do get it right, it, it doesn't guarantee you anything higher than being the third best team in the division. Right now, if I, if I said to you, Realistically, when is the next time you think the Jets get to the postseason? It's not. It's not this year. We know that. So, like, like, what is the over under of when you would put the Jets to make the postseason? So this is twenty twenty two. So let's go twenty twenty. So by you put next season as as a realistic they can make the playoffs. So we're looking at the twenty twenty three twenty twenty four season, yes. right? Because it's hard to see you going from you know being four and thirteen. To one of the seven best teams. In no, the I don't. I don't give them any chance this season. Yeah. So, which is why I don't know how much of a chance I give them next season. Well, I mean, you want to see what the quarterback becomes and how they fare in the draft. But like, even the most opt, Ira and Staten Island's not going to sit here and pick the Jets to to go to the playoffs next year. The conference is loaded. You loaded. Won four, the division is loaded. You won four games last year, and. and your defense was, like, legendarily awful. <laughs> and you still have a, a guy who's now going to enter in his second year as the head coach. So a, a lot have, of question marks. question marks. Listen, I think questions. there's question marks all over. Everywhere. I think you have question marks with the GM. I, I still like him, but there's question marks with the GM. There's question marks with the coach. And there's huge question marks with the uh, 
with the quarterback. Yeah, All right, let, let's get to some it. of the calls. I'm sorry. All right, we've gotten off on a tangent. I know, but this is what football does to us, Dave. We both love us some football. We root for bad teams. I love team. it all. We, we root for bad teams so we can, you know, misery we can, loves We company. can commiserate in April. Yes, misery loves company. Yeah, it, re- it really does. 1-800-919-3776. At least you, you might have your quarterback. I, I don't even have my quarterback. Yeah, I know. I'm pre even having the quarterback, but I will say that I'm excited to see what the the new regime can do. Yeah, it's Very like Christmas excited. time. You got some new presents. You're gonna open it and, yeah. and feel pretty good. Rip them right on open. All right, let's go to uh, let's go to Spike in St. Petersburg, who's been on hold for a long time and, and wants to say good morning. Good morning, Spike. How are you? Well, thank you for getting me and uh, happy Passover, happy Easter to everybody. You guys are really, really. Uh, you know, get me through the day. So I really appreciate it. And, you know, how much I uh, feel, you know, strongly about your sports knowledge. It's off the rails. One Mike Bossy story real quick and then one basketball comment, if I may. So uh, I lived in Long Island for quite a while. And I used the place right by Glenage, which is on Northern Boulevard. I'm sure you're aware of the place. And uh, Bossy had the same model car I had. And I walk in to get service, and I see him sitting there. Of course, I know who he is, but I don't pull a Lawrence Taylor. Well, I couldn't help myself. It was uh, out of my control. No, I I understand. And uh, I see a little girl with him about four years old. And she's, you know, cranky and acting up. And he looks at me, and he goes... Uh, do you know where we can get an orange juice? And I said, yeah, there's a diner all the way down, you know, those long blocks in Nor- on Northern Boulevard. Sure. And we each hold her hand, and she's swinging. You can picture it, walking down. She's swinging. Well, and he introd- I introduced myself. What do you do? Blah, blah, blah. She says, oh, by the way, I said, I know who you are. You're the greatest goal scorer I've ever seen, pound for pound. And uh, you're really doing well. But I did notice he was smoking a cigarette. And uh, at some point, uh, and, uh, and and it just, you know, it's so sad to me. He's, I'm 75, he's 65. It's way too young. But uh, I just want to, you know, pay my respects to him. A brilliant, brilliant player. If he ever Phenomenal. played on the Rangers, if he ever played on the Rangers, there'd be a statue of him right in front of the building. A Phenomenal player. Now, here, here's my last point, in fact. Right. Uh, Ty, Ty and I have been going back and forth. I, I don't see the Nets advancing. I look, I can't lose because the Boston's going to lose or the Nets are going to lose. So I'm ahead of the game. But I don't think you could just enter into the situation. And and uh, Kyrie, who's played, I don't think he's played this many games in this shorter period all year. Acknowledging he's the greatest one-on-one shot creator, and acknowledging Durant's the greatest scorer, along with Jabbar, I've ever seen. I don't see them advancing. I'm sticking with Milwaukee repeating. I'd love to hear your opinion. I actually think I think you get a repeat of what you had last year. I think it's Milwaukee and Phoenix, and I I, I just I find it hard to believe that that in a big spot the Nets find their way. So the Nets can score, or maybe even outscore almost anyone, but their defense is atrocious. And now you're in the postseason, and you're not going up against Cleveland. You're going up against Boston. Boston is a good team, a really good team, and a well-coached team. And I don't know that the Nets have that either. right? I don't have any confidence in Steve Nash. I would take uh, Brad Stevens every single day. And as good as your scorers are, I mean, Jason Tatum is is an elite scorer as well. That's a, it's a very good team, and they have home court. So I think I, I'm going to take Boston in seven. Would I be shocked if uh, if it went the other way? Not even a little bit. But I'm going to take Boston in seven. And then if they win this series, they move on to Milwaukee. I mean, if, if the Nets win the whole thing, 
you could be staring at one of the greatest runs you've ever seen. Ever. And I mean that. Danny Long Island. Good morning, Dan. You're on 98.7 ESPN. Good morning. Good morning, David. How are you today? Happy I am doing really well. Really well. I'm going to tie in a couple of your, your opening points. You know, a couple, Many years ago, I was reading a newspaper. My father comes down. Brooklyn Dodgers is my father's team. Jackie Robinson was a revered name in my house. To the day my, baseball was my dad's game. To the day my dad passed, Jackie Robinson was the single most exciting player he ever saw. My father right. was 11 when Jackie he was. He, he said, I don't know if he was at the first game, but he may have been at the second game. So he grew up with Jackie. So one day, you know, Jackie's long gone, but one day I pick up the paper and one of the old Brooklyn Dodgers passed away. And I flippantly nonchalant it to my father, the information, because I can't understand the depth of grief you have. But my father says to me, someday you'll get old enough that the heroes of your youth will start to pass away. And you'll understand. Is that that Mike Bossy for you? Yes, a special pain. Well, but Gary Carter, I dropped to my knees. That was a tragedy. But you were right about Bossy. And like, Unfortunately, the Islanders never got depressed. I don't think they wanted depressed. They were on Long Island. They were a small market team. But you're talking about the best, one of the best players on probably, arguably, the second greatest team in the history of New York sports. You want to throw a Yankee team on top of that? That's fine. And like you said, he, if he's not Babe Ruth of hockey, he's Mickey Mantle. He's, he's Barry Bonds. This guy had five. The, the stats that you quoted are just off the chart. Incredible. Surreal. Danny, the guy averaged 57 goals a season. Unbelievable. And you know what? Uh, young, young by today's standards, of course, and, and a lesson to be learned in everything, as my father says, he, he was a heavy smoker. You can't, you can't get around that. And, and, that, and, that, and, that, and that led to an early demise. And there's lessons to be learned in everything. And one last thought on the Mets. You know, you look at the Yankee lineup on paper, and it's so formidable. But when you look at the Mets, that's an old-school baseball team. We only have one guy who's getting up there trying to hit the old home run. Everybody else can beat you in so many ways. McNeil can slap a hit yesterday down the left field line. Yep. Two, two and they, and later, they have speed, the Danny. You know, the Yankees don't have any speed. I mean, Nothing. kind of fluff, I guess. But the Mets have speed. Marte can run, right? Lindor can run. They have, they have real speed in this lineup now. I, I think there's a, if you're not optimistic and excited about the Mets, then, then I don't get it. He's pompous. Listen, shut up, and I'll tell you the story. He's arrogant. Do you think there's a lot of things out there that I wouldn't be good at? And sometimes he's downright mean. I know you know what that's like, to be that uncomfortable, pimply-faced, not very popular kid. (laughs) But now it's your chance to prove him wrong. It's dumb. Call 800-919-3776 with your question, and let's stump Dave Rothenberg. All right, Stumper Rothenberg, 9870 SPN, brought to you by Slomans. 1-800-919-3776. Now, again, you want to, and just to, to set the stage and set the scene, you want to ask me a legitimate question. If you ask me who batted fifth for the Yankees in the 37th game of, of the 1954 season, you're going to stump me. You, I mean, if, if that's the ultimate goal, but I would think that the goal is to ask me a legitimately good question. So, Ty, you, you, and let's bring people behind the curtain here. You say the questions today are not up to the standards that you would hope, correct? Uh, a bit lackluster. Just uh, like if you're sitting at a bar and, and someone randomly gives you a factoid. That, and, and, you're, and you're moved by that. Yeah, it's like, wow, I didn't know that. That's pretty interesting. Like something you can take with you to the next stop, if you so will. So, I mean, Jay, quickly, tell the people the question you asked me at the break um, like 15, 20 minutes ago. Alrighty, so I was at home this week and my dad was watching Little House on the Prairie. So we were talking about the lead character in the show, who is, of course, Michael Landon. 
Correct. When he you passed ta- away very young, by the way. Yes, he did. So we were talking about that. I Googled him to just see what other stuff he was in. When you Google him, it says, Michael Landon appeared on the cover of TV Guide 22 times, who is second only to who? So and ba- you asked me that question, and immediately I answered Lucille Ball. Correct, which is the right answer. So at least that's a question, you know, that's, that's kind of qu- interesting. That's a question. Exactly. That's a question. So people, please ask good questions. Get get me, don't get me, secondary to the good question. one 800 919 Seven six. All right, Ty. Where are we with the overall record? One fifty-seven and twenty-four. I mean, can you believe this? One hundred and thirty-three games clear of the five. We are. Good Lord, we make the good. Warriors look like they didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> Those seventy-two Bulls. Who the hell are they? Yeah, they are nothing. All right, let's go, Luke in Connecticut. Luke, you're on Stump Rothenberg. What's up, Dave? You know, Hello, I give Luke. you an easy rest. I give you an easy wrestling question on Wednesday. And then you hang on the rim. Oh, the last time I go easy on you, buddy. I was a genius during that. Bam, bam, Bigelow. Yeah, wait till next Wednesday. I'm, see what I'm I got ready for, for you. you. All right, what do you got? And, all right, since the holiday, let's go a little religious. On the U.S. National Cathedral, what movie icon has a sculpture on it? I don't even think I understand the question. There's a sculpture on the national, the U.S. National Cathedral of a movie icon, like a character. Who is it? I know there's gargoyles on the... You're talking the Washington National Cathedral? Yes. There are gargoyles, but there's also a movie character. is Is it Darth Vader? How in the world did you pull that? Yeah, I've heard that. That's a pretty good question. I didn't even understand it at first. Will go pull by you. And that's that's right. That's what I do. Um, I love I love the reactions. How in the world? One eight hundred nine one nine three seven seven six. Matt in Montville. Matt, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Chag Sameach and Happy Passover. Happy less Passover. Than one day in and I- I'm already sick of matzah. Less than one day in. I love uh, matzah. I-, I actually gra- and you know what else I like? And you'll you'll disagree, Matt. I enjoy gefilte fish. Oh, it's the worst. Slimy I love it. Whoever oh, you look, look, a little horseradish on that. Oh, opens up the sinuses. Awful. Beautiful. Beautiful. What do you got, Matt? Got a tennis question for you. Can you oh, tell me who guy. hit the, the fastest serve ever in recorded history? All right. So it was always Roscoe Tanner. But I believe it's it's like Samuel Growth now. But if that's if that's the correct answer, is that... That, that's not a great question. Is that the answer you're looking for, Sam Growth? Yes, that is correct. I thought I might trick you because he's not. It's not recognized by the ATP because it was in a challenger event. So John, yeah, but that, that's the, the fastest challenger. one they have on record. But well, again, that, I mean, that's not. It's not a. It's not a great. <laughs> but correct nonetheless, and that is. Uh, that's two and zero. Oh, correct. That's where we stand here. Yes, sir. Two and zero. Oh. Uh, all right, let's go to uh, John and Ella. We crossed the country to go in jo- to John in Los Angeles. Good morning, John. Hey, how's it going, uh, Dave? All right, here we go. Um, one in four. Hopefully I'm trying to pick myself up. So here goes my question. Come all on. right. All right. Uh, who was the bench coach for the Yankees in 1984? No, I'm, I'm joking. Oh, right, you're cute. That's You know, I was going to get so annoyed at you. <laughs> all right. Who has the most walk-off hits? And all time in baseball, MLB, walk off hit by a player. 
I think it's Jim Tomei. And I think he has he has one more than like Ruth and Mantle who have twelve. I think he has thirteen. Jim Tomei, final answer. Final answer? Your guy, you're good. It yeah. is Jim Tomei. Thank you. That is uh that is three and do you feel what's happening here, Ty? Like it's different level this week, isn't it? Yeah, you're, you're taking it, you know, to the next level despite the the quality of the questions not being not being there in the screening. These process. have not been awful. No, questions. I'm saying in the screening process. Right. Well, listen, this is what you have away. to do. You have to make sure you keep it on the up and up and legitimate good questions, and you're very good but at that. I say task. all the time, you do a better job than RJ. It's a tough task because you know people are so nice. You don't want to turn them away at the. I, I have to essentially be the bouncer. Who's like, yeah, not but you good You know enough. what? Sometimes you can't let the, the really nice guy in. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, See ya! Not good enough. No, I'm sorry. Yeah, you've got you, sneakers you on. In. You can only come on if you're wearing uh, shoes. I'm sorry. Uh, Jake, you want to you wanna play? I would love to play, Dave. And as I mentioned, I am on a one-game winning streak, which against you is pretty good. One game, one game is not a streak, by the way. Hey, against you and Stump Rothenberg, I'm taking a streak. We're going streaking, baby, like old school. All right. All right. As we mentioned before, I was actually at the game when Vlad Guerrero Jr. hit three home runs in that game. Since 2000, only six players have hit more home runs in a single Major League Baseball game. Can you tell me one of the six players, Dave, since 2000 to hit four home runs in a single game? J.D. Martinez, I know, did it. See, Dave, when you get it that quick, you know, there's people out there that don't know one of the six. But yes, J.D. Martinez is correct. A lot of the other guys were random guys. Let me see what I can do. It's been done how many times? So it's been done six times since 2000. And J.D. Right. Martinez was one of the six. Was, this was discussed on the K-Show the other day. But go ahead, I, didn't, I honestly didn't hear it. Okay. You, if, we don't have to do it if you don't want to. I think Scooter, Scooter Jeanette also did it. Scooter Jeanette did do it. That is now, correct. Now, the one that I remember, was Mark Witten did it. But I know that's, that's predating when you when That's you 1993, so a few months before I was born. Yes. Bob Horner, as I was a kid, did it. I yes, but my Schmidt question was after 2000. Oh, I understand, but I'm trying to— I'm You're trying going to all the, the way back. I'm trying to give the full— uh, Do you want to say who the first person ever do it was? I think Garrick did it. Garrick did do it in 1932, but you're missing good old Bobby Lowe in May 30th, oh, 19, 1894. Good oh, old stop eight, it. 1894. Now, Chuck Klein, I know, also didn't. Gil Hodges, I believe, also So instead did. of asking you once since 2000, I should have just asked you to name every single player <laughs> who hit four home runs in a single game. That would have been fine. But, of course, I remember, you know, in high school, Josh Hamilton, when he did that, that was kind of – and what about him? He was one of those guys that was just so popular and so good, and then all of a sudden just well, kind of fell he off the – yeah, demons. for sure. Uh, Sean, Sean Green, I believe, did it. Sean Green did do it, and happy yeah. Passover to Sean Green. That's right. Uh, so what am I now, 4-0 against you? Or 4-0 overall today? And 4-0 today. You're not 4-0. against you this year? You are – I am 3-9 and against you. Yeah, that's a good one. Which I will take. Maybe I'll go undefeated today. Let, let's go. This guy is my, he's maybe my nemesis. He's very good and cares greatly. Chris and Beth Page. Chris, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, as always, I appreciate that. Um, so, Dave, Michael Jordan, when he played with the Bulls, yeah. played against 983 opponents, okay? He had a better scoring average in those games against 982 of them. Who was the only person playing against Jordan that had a better scoring average in the games he played against Jordan as a bull? Wow. And it's not Louise Rayner. Don't worry about it. Yeah, that was awful. Um, 
And I know Dominique Wilkins had a big game, but I don't know that he scored. Maybe, maybe is it Neek? Uh, I, I don't know. Um, you, want a, you want a hint? No. I mean, you think of like David Robinson, but he wasn't. Adrian Dantley was a big scorer back in that time. Kobe, maybe. Because Kobe wasn't. I can't imagine it would be Reggie Miller. I'm, I'm thinking Neek. Dantley. can't think it was Reggie Miller. Maybe McGrady. I'm going to go, and I don't think I'm going to get it, but I'm going to take a guess here and say Dominique Wilkins. No, good guess, Dave. <clears throat> the, answer, the answer is the answer. Allen Iverson? Yep, Allen uh, Iverson. Did I mention him when I was going through the names just then? You did no, not. I don't think you did. I don't think you did. Oh. All right. Well, that's that's a loss. That's a tough question. It's it's a tough one, which is why we love Chris. Yeah, no, but it's also a good question. It the is. only guy to outscore Michael Nick, Jordan when they went head to head. You know, got the famous crossover of, of Jordan as well. That was great. Oh, oh boy, did I love Iverson, I mean, especially when he was at Georgetown. All right, we'll take one more. We'll break, come back, and uh, and continue along. Anthony in the mail truck. Uh, good morning, Anthony. You're on Stump Rothenberg. Good morning, Dave. Let's see if you can go uh, 0-2 in your last two. Oh, no. Who, <laughs> who is the oldest player to ever win the Heisman Trophy? I think Chris Wenke, but let me think about this. Um, no, it's got, he was like 24, 25 years old. It's got to be Chris Wenke. I'll, I'll say yes, Chris Wenke, final answer. Final answer, you are correct. He was 28 years old. How old? 28. <laughs> 28? That's ridiculous. And and I, I didn't know he was that old. I thought he was like 25. 28 is silly. You shouldn't even be able to win the Heisman Trophy at that age. Uh, all right, so that's another one. What are we, 5-1, and one, Ty? I think. We're 5-1. and one. And we continue Stump Rothenberg, 9870 ESPN. Ty, what are we, 5-1 through 6-5-1, and one, baby. All right, so Chris and Beth Page waits to try to complete the daily double. He's going to ask me, like, some backup offensive lineman from the 70s. He always He's do skill positions. Yeah, skill positions or NBA players ideally uh, from the 80s, 90s, even 2000s. 1-800-919-3776. Let's go to Jared in Westchester. Jared, you're on Stump Rothenberg. Dave, I'm 2-0 against you. Let's make it 3 today, yeah? Oh, no. Which college basketball program, both men and women, had the most wins in the 2021-2022 season? That's this season? This season, yeah. And the women's had that also? Is it Division One? Uh, Division One, yeah. The most wins in men's. Oh, yeah, and we're including the. I think maybe Murray State. No, Arizona. Arizona's women's team is good too. You're including the tournament games. Uh, yeah. 
It's not Carolina. I, th I think maybe Arizona. I'm trying to think who else. It's not Connecticut. Um, is there another team that I'm missing? I I'm going to go with Arizona just to not take 15 minutes here. Arizona's number three, oh. but number one was South Dakota State. South Dakota State. How about that? All right. So he got me. That's a shame. Oh, that's five and two. Let's go to Dwayne in Jersey. Dwayne is on Stump Rothenberg. All right, Dave. All right, this one is the two M's in M&M. What do they stand for? Now... I think it's Mars and Murray. I believe. You got it. You got it. Yeah. Uh, and I think those are the, the people that were the M&M owners. The, right? the Mars correct. family. And then and then Murray, I think, maybe bought in. Right? Correct. Yeah. That is correct. Okay. That, see, that's a question, and that's that's a home run of an answer. Yeah, but we're not supposed to have him, you know, tell you you got the answer correct before. All right, you but I was pretty answer. confident. I was pretty confident it was Mars and Murray. You can't beat me up for that. That was a good job by me. No, it was, but I would like to see you work a little bit more. Um. All right. So, do do we go to Brian and Long Branch? You say it's a this is a really tough MLB. It's a question. tough one, but it's I mean, is it gettable? It's it's up your alley. I would say that. All right. Then then let's go. Let's go to uh, let's go to Brian and Long Branch. Go ahead, Brian. What do you have? All right, Dave. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I was. Uh, this is a, a Mets trivia question. Two thousand four. I'll set the stage. May two thousand four. Shea Stadium. Tom Glavin's got a no hitter going into the eighth inning, and this guy rips a double off the wall. Who was that guy? That would have been their first ever no hitter, right? It would have. Um, and I think he threw a one hitter. That was against the Rockies, maybe. It was against the Rockies. You're narrowing it down. Yeah, but I—it's uh, some obscure guy. It is. <laughs> it's a—it's a guy that I—I I can't even remember his name. Uh, I, I would respect if it was like a Helton or a, a Bichette, but it wasn't. It was like... The guy's uh, got like 300 career hits. It's like not even, I don't think. So this this really is a brutal question. Um, I, I, when you say it, I'll know it, but I, I, don't, I don't know it right now. Um, uh, I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to, I'm not going to waste everyone's time. What, what's the answer? All right. The name is Kit Pellow, and there is some uh, some guy behind me in the stands that made this crazy comment. It was off the wall, and he was like, "Oh, Roger Zedano would have caught that one." It was a line drive off the wall. Kit, the so you just asked you just drive. asked me a question, where the answer yep. was Kit Pellow. <laughs> it's the name I'll never forget. I was there. Wow. All right. So put him on hold. I guess he moves on. How, how could anybody ever know that? Well, he knew it. 
Well, because he was there. Uh, a lot of people. I were don't there. think the Pello family knew that that happened. <laughs> fine. All right. You know what? Fine. You, you look at that as a real as a good good question. No, I said it was a tough one. Uh, it's impossible. I All said right, it was fine. tough. You know what? It's let's fine. Push the limits. Let's go daily double here. Let's go, Chris in, in Beth Page. Chris, where are you going with your like like backup tight end on the eighty one Patriots? Well, Dave, you're close. I am going with a tight end, but I'm going with a team near and dear to your heart, okay? So, Gary Shirk, where did he go to? Come? Gary Shirk, I believe number 87 with the New York Football Giants. Uh, he went to the same school as the great uh, Phil Sims. That would be Moorhead State. Very good, Dave. And I think he holds the record for game by a giant. Is that right? What I didn't I didn't hear what you said. What did you say? Did he hold? Does he? I think he holds the record for most receptions by a giant in a game. I think he had fourteen, 14 against the Bengals. Pro- it's probably the number. I think uh, Burris is up there as well. All right, Jared, who got me on the college basketball attempts at his daily double. Go ahead, Jared. Steve Tasker. Steve Tasker, number eighty-nine, I believe. Buffalo Bills went to Northwestern. Correct. And there you have it. No one can win with the Daily Double. No one. All right. Where are we at here? We're eight and three, buddy. Not bad. Uh, Let's go. What do you got? All right. We're going to do an NBA playoff edition of the uh, machine gun here. Okay. So Uh, a five-pack of NBA playoff players. Players who will be participating today. Let's start with, uh, I hear he's a big fan of the show, Dwight Powell. Dwight Powell adores the show, actually. Big fan. That would be Dallas Mavericks. Did he go to, I think he went to Stanford. Um... I'm confident that he's Stanford. Yeah, I'm going to go Stanford. You would be correct. Okay. Hassan Whiteside. Marshall. Wow, look at you. <laughs> Thaddeus Young. Thaddeus Young. Is he Georgia Tech? Where did Thaddeus Young go? Yeah, I think he's Georgia Tech. Final answer, yes. Correct. <laughs> Ron Toscano Anderson. Oh my goodness. <laughs> um Ron Toscano Anderson. Oh. All right. Uh he went to Marquette, I think. Final answer? I don't know. Yeah, I don't have another answer, so I'm going to go with Marquette. All right, that's correct. Good Lord, you're good. We'll end this with a, uh, do, do we get the, the nice little ding? <laughs> we'll, we'll end this with a layup or a dunk, if you will, Aaron Gordon. Uh, Arizona. That is correct. And there you have it. So that's a 13-3 and finish? 13-3. and You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com. Uh, remember, Nimmo and Canna tested positive for COVID. Um, Canna's wife came out with a statement yesterday saying they are they are double vaxxed and boosted as well. So hopefully it won't be too long. Uh, and then once they test negative, that's it. There's no more waiting period. They can get right back in the lineup. But they're not in the lineup today. The Mets lineup today with one Carlos Carrasco on the mound. Uh, Jeff McNeil leading off playing left field. 
um, Marte. Uh, others I've heard call him Mart, but I believe the name is pronounced Marte. Uh, he will play right and bat second. He's a nice player, isn't he? Uh, Francisco Lindor will, of course, play shortstop and bat third. Uh, Pete Alonso will play first base and bat fourth. Escobar, fifth at third. Cano hit a home run yesterday. Uh, will bat sixth and play second. Dom Smith will DH, which is perplexing to me why you would DH Dom and not put him at first, but that's the decision they've made. Dom will uh, DH and bat seventh. Uh, Travis Jankowski, who's a nice little player too, by the way, uh, will bat eighth and play center. And Thomas Nito will catch Carlos Carrasco, who uh, in his one start went five and two-thirds and has an ERA of one five. Nine. 1-800-919-3776. So I, I want it to, to be the bulk of the calls to be Nets and, and Celtics. And you know what? I, I'm sick and tired of the Nets fan who always feels like they never get the attention. We're not even mentioning the, the other New York basketball team right now. It's all about you and your team. So don't call me and complain. You never talk about the Nets. Here's your opportunity. We're talking Nets basketball. We're doing it right now. How do the Nets see? Here's the thing. They're going to score. We know that. But can they defend is the big question to me. And on, on, here's the thing. Until I see this team defend, I don't, I don't think they're as good as Boston. I really don't. And I know that everyone is all hung up on, well, they don't have Robert Williams. And without Williams, how can, how can Boston stop the bigs? Who are the bigs that I need to stop? I mean, Drummond? I think I could figure out a way to stop Andre Drummond. Claxton? It's not like they have Giannis. I, I, I listen, and, and I'm not saying Williams is not a legitimate loss, but I don't think it's a it's a it's a big loss, but I don't think they can't overcome the loss of of Robert Williams. I think they'll be okay. And then you got Tatum, and he's a I mean a, a different level player. Like Tatum is a legitimate superstar. And I think all around they're a better team. The Nets to me, very top heavy. You got Durant, great, Irving, great, couple guys that can shoot. But they don't play defense. And I think you, I mean, certainly I feel like you have to be able to play defense to move on in this postseason. So of these series, I think it's the it's it's a great series. It's the most exciting. And you know what else I like? It didn't feel like Boston shied away from this. It feels like Boston kind of wanted it. You're, you're the, you think you're the best? Let's go. Let's have at it. Boston's a good team, too. And they're very well coached. And I can't say that. See, what I can say about Brooklyn is they can score. And there's no two ways to have that argument because Durant is, I, I think, the best pure scorer in the league, and Kyrie is, uh, he's phenomenal. He really is. As, as much as you might not like Kyrie and think he's a headache and he's difficult, and I think all those things can be true, he's a phenomenal basketball player. But do you look at Brooklyn? Have you looked at Brooklyn once and thought to yourself, boy, they brought their A game defensively? How are you supposed to win in a playoff series against a team that's right there with you if you look at, at their defense is that much better than yours? And it's not like they can't score. So they can score with you or maybe a shade below, but they're better coached. Their defense is better. So, uh, listen, you'd be foolish to not give Brooklyn a real chance to win the series. I like Boston to win this in seven is is what I think happens. Let's run through a little of the other series, get to the calls, 1-800-919-3776. So how much does this stink, by the way? I mean, I don't care who wins this series whatsoever, but now Luka Doncic not going to play in game one and, and maybe beyond? That's terrible for the NBA. I mean, how great would Donovan Mitchell, Luka Doncic be? And that's your matchup. So you get no um, Doncic today, and that's a 1 o'clock game on ESPN, and the Jazz are now six-point favorites. If Doncic plays, it's probably what? 
Mavericks by a point or two. And then you get the Timberwolves and the Grizzlies. And I guess my question there is, because Phoenix is great, and I think they'll probably go to the finals. Golden State is excellent, too, who has a chance to go. Beyond that, I guess the question would be, is Memphis realistically capable of going to the NBA Finals? If they do, it would be really rare that a team just getting good gets on this run where they go to the Finals. I think they have a chance. They are a sensational team led by, I mean, Morant is, is, is just a different level player. So I, I would be surprised if they didn't have their way uh, with Minnesota. And by the way, how bad was Anthony Towns the other night? Oh, in that playing game? Uh, they won it despite how bad he was. He was brutal. So I like Memphis in that. I'll say, I don't know, six. Uh, Raptors and the 76ers. I'm all about Toronto, but I just think if if Philly doesn't win that series, they will destroy James Harden. I mean, destroy. Because the thought was when they brought him in, we're, we're going to go to the finals. And now it's, do they, do they beat Toronto? They better beat Toronto. I think they do. But I think it's a drawn-out series. I think six, maybe even seven. And, of course, Thibel can't play in the games uh, when they play in Toronto. Nuggets, Warriors. Uh, Jokic is phenomenal. But if Curry's back and healthy, it's hard to not see uh, Golden State win that. But I think it goes long. I think you, I think you see a six-game series there as well. Uh, Hawks, Heat. See, uh, this doesn't feel like a 1-8 to me, but I do think the Heat are better. Uh Hawks can score, though, and Trey Young, as much as you find him to be an unlikable player, boy, he is really good, huh? But I'll, I'll take the, the Heat to win this one. I'll actually take them to win this one somewhat handily uh, in five. Uh, Net Celtics, like I mentioned, I like uh, I like Boston in seven. Uh, Bulls-Bucks, I don't think this is all that competitive. I, I think the Bucks have their way. They beat the Bulls in five. And Suns-Pelicans, I think, is a, a sweep out west. But... You have a couple of first-round series that have, a, I think, a lot of juice. A lot. Nothing more than Brooklyn and uh, and Boston. Uh, and Boston's good. And if you get by them, then you get Milwaukee staring at you. And if you get by them, then you're probably going to have Miami staring at you. And if you get by them, then you're probably going to have Phoenix or maybe Golden State staring at you. So I said it earlier, and I stand by it. If somehow the Nets go on to win a championship this year, it would be as good as a run, as tough as a run, as I have ever seen, ever, in the NBA postseason. Because typically you have that first round where it's like, all right, we, 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 we hammer this team. That's a, it's an easy walkthrough. And then it starts. No. It starts. It, start, it already started. Right? It already started. You beat Cleveland. You move on. And that was a big win. Because to beat Cleveland on, what was it, Tuesday? And not have to come back and play Friday and then Sunday? I thought was a big win. And they handily, very easily beat Cleveland. The game was never really in doubt. Now, all season long, listen to 98.7 ESPN uh, for ESPN's Sunday Night Baseball brought to you by Nissan. Nissan's an easier choice than ever with their exciting and fuel-efficient lineup. Now get great offers across their full line. Shop at your local Nissan store and NissanUSA.com. What do you say we get into some NBA calls? 1-800-919-3776. So specifically, I'd like to keep it Nets, but if you want to make any point on any of the other series, I'm not going to stand in your way. Very excited for the NBA postseason. Let's go to Sebastian in Jersey. Sebastian, you're next up on 98.7 ESPN. Hey, how are you? What's up, Sebastian? Go ahead, buddy. Uh, well, just want to touch on the Celtics-Nets series. Uh I really think it's going to be, you know, favored more towards the Celtics. I'm a huge Celtics fan myself. 
Uh, I really think they're not getting their due respect for the turnaround they've, you know, come up with this season. Um, of course, it's going to be a battle, six to seven. I personally think around six for the Celtics. Um, obviously, not having Rob is going to be a huge factor, but if you look at the game against the Cavaliers, the Nets really, they needed all their players to play at, you know, peak performance, and they barely got away with the win there with an undermanned Cavs team, so... I don't see how the Nets. See, can take I, I didn't Celtics. feel honestly, Sebastian, and I. I think the Celtics win the series too, and I think the Celtics are, are not getting the credit they deserve. But I didn't watch that game against the Cavs and and ever really think it was in doubt. I, I never did. I thought there were moments that if if Cleveland had scored, they could have gotten themselves back in the game. But never once did I watch that game thinking to myself, you know what, Brooklyn's going to lose this game. Never once. They got it down to what, like like six. They had, they had a couple of open threes, and then you know, Boston, uh, uh, Brooklyn would come down and hit a shot continuously. So if you if you re- if you honestly and listen, I get he's a Celtics fan rooting for Boston. It makes sense. If you really watched that game and thought it was a, a flip of the coin game, I, I think you were you're trying to convince yourself of something that that was not true. But Boston's tough. I mean, this, this is is a really good team. Um, so game one tomorrow then game two and this is this stinks is ridiculous game two is not till wednesday so you don't even have to change location and you get game one sunday game two wednesday then you have to travel all the way down to brooklyn and that three-hour trip and then you get uh game three on the 23rd which is what a week from today today so so i get game three next saturday night and then game four on no, that can't be right. What's t- what's today? Today's Saturday. And, but today's the 16th, isn't it? Yeah. So th- th- this says, I'm looking at the schedule, it says game four is, is the 25th at noon. That can't be right, can it? Uh, let's check it out, shall we? Because the 25th is a, is a Monday. Let's check out the playoff schedule. Yeah, can can you check out the playoff schedule because the, the schedule I'm looking at doesn't doesn't seem to add up. All right, so Knicks. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't say that. That's not <laughs> sorry. Celtics yeah. Nets. Uh, game one we know game is tomorrow. One's, game one's tomorrow. Game two is on Wednesday. Game three is Saturday. Right at seven thirty. Game four is Monday, but not at noon. Uh, no, that's a TBD. Okay. Because it's a so Monday. Maybe they put in noon just as a placeholder. Yeah, it's a placeholder. And then right. games five through seven, if necessary, would be Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday. Sunday, May 1st. That is correct. That's a long time away. So we're if this thing goes a distance, we're saying two weeks from tomorrow. And by the way, did you see uh, Ben Simmons' comeback trail? Yeah. Uh, Woj put out a tweet, and it says, and you sent it to me, and I should have read it, and I apologize for that. So far, his workouts have been limited to... One on O, which is, I don't know that I've ever seen that. Uh, but that's about to change. Hope remains Simmons could make his debut later in the Nets Celtics series. Uh, more on NBA countdown at noon on ESPN. I mean, I stand by it. I stand by it. I, I, don't, I don't think that you add Ben Simmons to this team and the expectations can be anything. The guy's done nothing. He hasn't played in 10 plus months. Apparently he's had a back injury, which which you know needed an epidural. He's never he's never played with these guys before, and you think he's just just going to take to the court and be capable? I find it hard to believe. 
me ask you a question. Yeah. So the spread tomorrow in Boston for game one, Net Celtics, is uh, Boston by four. I guess the question now becomes, is Ben Simmons at, you know, whatever uh, compromise he is. If you told me is, Ben is, Simmons is, was healthy, I would like Brooklyn to win this. I was going to say, is he good enough to a, to affect a four-point swing? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, again, if you, and again, I don't know that I want to get into the, the minutiae of just one game, but if you told me Ben Simmons was healthy, I would take Brooklyn to win this series. Because but the, I, I, again, with, with everything I've seen from this guy, until I watch him take the court and play well, I do not believe he'll take the court, and I do not believe he'll play well. All they really need for him to do is is be a pest defensively, which he's one of the elite prim, um, um, defenders and perimeter defenders in the league. Were you trying to say premier? No, perimeter. Perimeter got to you. Perimeter. Yeah. That's not an easy word. <laughs> he's one of the uh, elite perimeter defenders in the league. He is. He is. And but you know what? He's an if excellent I get an elite perimeter defender, I- I'm telling you, every single time, because I don't know what's going on with this guy, every single time I can hammer him and put him to the foul line, go ahead, let's see what you can do. So you would hammer him? Hammer him. Nice. Every, every time. <laughs> every You'd hammer him every time? Every single time. Nice. Yeah, absolutely. You're listening to the Dave Rothenberg Show podcast on ESPNNewYork.com.